Ben, how are you feeling, mate? You've looked better in the nicest way possible. You, you've looked better. Yeah, I had a mate round a few nights ago, and let's just say a lot of alcohol was drunk, and I've been rocking that hangover ever since, which has been about thirty-six hours. Which meant... you know, today, today before the show, we actually had a pre-show FaceTime call, which we have never done before. But you look better now than you did 15, 20 minutes ago. It's called the miracle of caffeine. How much coffee have you drank in the last 15 minutes? Uh, about three mugs. Nice. I got my Arsenal mug. And um, you were slightly finishing. late coming on the call because of a spillage? What what happened there, mate? Yeah, I nearly caused an electrical fire in my corner because I spilt my water over the plug where my laptop is charging. So this podcast... As you can tell, we are both incredibly intelligent. Welcome to the Articu Film Podcast. This is episode 14 and we have got a great podcast lined up for you today. Coming up, we're going to be discussing Two Weeks to Live, Hope Gap and All Creatures, Great and Small, which for some reason I think sounds dead interesting. We've got all that and loads more lined up for you today. Uh, but quickly, Ben, you must be so happy that the Articu Film website is back. It's up. It's running. People are looking at it, hopefully. It, no, people are looking like at it. I've checked. Yeah. Does it feel like you've got your baby back? It feels it's back up and running. I mean, I'm the only person who can launch a website on Friday and then take a mini break from Saturday all the way till Wednesday. But yeah, it's back up and running. And you it's can now read... Thursday, you're hungover. So yeah. let's just say nearly a week break. <laughs> nearly a week break. But you can read reviews of all that we've got in this show, as well as Tenet. You know, that film that we covered last week that's the biggest film of all time. And also, Which Ben loved. Also, if you're listening to this now, the Rising Phoenix review's just gone up there. Possibly the best one I've written, and it's a great film. Really inspiring. You have just, you've really set the bar high for yourself, saying the best <laughs> review you've ever written. No, I What happens um, if people think it's bad? Hopefully they won't. Uh, so much don't read news any of the others. as well to... There's so much news uh, to cover in today's podcast as well. Uh, let's start off with uh, Netflix. They have ordered a live action Resident Evil series. Now, this is this is is it something to do with a game? I thought that was Resident Evil was a game. What's yeah, there? so the Resident Evil was a game series. I think I've never played it. I don't think you have. Then no. Paul T- uh, W. Anderson directed a film or a franchise of films with Mila Djokovic, which only made money because of China and weren't very good so thankfully we don't have to watch any more of them but i don't know video game series can go either way the witcher i always really i always really don't get the idea of a of a a video series a video game transitioning to the screen Mm. and vice versa for me it just never seems to quite work um and star wars did this as well they did this and then they said it's all part of the same story. Mm. Uh, and then a few years later said, oh, yeah, the game's no longer canon. It all just gets a bit confusing. I personally just think it's for money, which I get. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't gel with me. I, I don't like it. I don't get it. It's not for me. I mean, to be fair, video game adaptions are getting better. They used to be tragic in the 90s. We're on a hey, bit of a... The ho- only good one ever, in my opinion, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's Agreed. all I'm saying. Agreed. Sonic was great. Jim Carrey was having the time of his life, and I can't wait for the sequel where they introduce Blaze. Um, Also, Detective Pikachu was not a bad movie. So, uh, and the Pokemon animated TV series, 
very good. Are when you we a were big kids. Pokemon fan? I did not know this. No, I just played it when I was about seven. And, so you, know, you were a big Pokemon fan. Yeah, eleven years ago. I used to be a man. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm not dissing you. I, I love know it. You're I used not. to love Moshi Monsters. I've just got a very you... sassy go-to yeah. voice. You, yeah, you have. I used to love Moshi Monsters, and they made a movie out of that. Uh, I haven't watched that. Thank you very much. Uh, elsewhere in the news this week, so we have had the Friends reunion. We have had, uh, well, we've spoken about the Friends reunion, Ben. It's not happy about that. Uh, we've also had uh, the Fresh Prince reunion. Uh, and now we've got the West Wing reunion. Now, this is huge news, this, isn't it? Not quite as big as the Friends news, but it is up there. It's big. I mean, I would argue that the West Wing news is bigger, not because more people are going to watch it, but because of why they're doing it. So the West Wing was obvious, was the biggest drama 20 years ago, starred a huge cast, including Rob Lowe, Ritten Baron Sorkin, about the White House and their staff. And they've teamed up with the Michelle Obama to do a stage reading of the pilot um, for the foundation charity When We Vote with the aim to get everyone out and voting. And if you're following the news, you've heard what Donald Trump has been saying recently. Well, earlier today, he was telling all Americans to go out and vote twice if they want to vote for him to stop a rigged election. So this is highly needed. And in that way, if it has any positive impact other than just being half an hour of light fun, it will be much better than the Friends reunion, ben, you which I will not friends. be watching. I will be watching. Maybe I can actually take charge of a review for once and uh, be in charge of watching the Friends reunion. How about that? And I'll watch the West Wing one if we can get Yeah, in. there we go. Because you're a big fan of American politics, aren't you? Yeah. What's your favourite podcast? I love Emily Maitlis's Americast. I think she is a great, great journalist on BBC Sounds. Go listen to that. Particularly because, let's be honest, American listeners, I love you all, but your politics is messed up. <laughs> I don't think messed up is the right term there, Ben. I think complex is a much better term. Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about our first review, which is Two Weeks to Live, which is a Sky One TV show, and it follows... And we've missed a news story. We've missed a news story. Oh, shoot. Yeah, we have missed a news story. Kelly... Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. She's been in the news this week. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran will make history in Raya and the Last Dragon. So they've had a bit of a cast swap going on, haven't they? Yeah, so Kelly Marie Tran has taken on the role from Cassie Steele, which is probably a good thing because because Cassie Steele's white. And Raya... Raya and the Last Dragon. I, I love oh. how you just covered up your burp. That was very smooth. Yeah. Well, this is a movie real. all about Southeast Asian tradition. Uh, Disney clearly wanted to play big in China in a similar way to... Was it... No, it wasn't Smallfoot that played last year. What was the DreamWorks film? Really good. Got nominated for the Oscar. I'm blanking on the name. Anyway, they want it to be big over there, so they've put a bit more Asian-American influence into the movie. We've already got Akin Trenwa, who's unbelievably talented as The Last Dragon, so I can't wait to see this animated movie. Now, I on to um, actually really want to hear, even though it's animated, uh, hear uh, Kelly Marie Tran act in something that isn't Star Wars because obviously she, there's been a lot of Star Wars controversy recently mm. with Kelly Marie Chan and John Boyega. I really want to see them do some other things because I feel like, yes, they are they were sidelined mm. a bit. Um, 
in in the Star Wars films, particularly towards the end. So I'd love to see them mm. both take on, you know, a new direction in their careers. And I wish them both the best of luck. I mean, apart ben, from Adam, sorry, we're going to go on a Star Wars tangent. Apart from Adam uh, Driver and Oscar Isaacs, who are both getting roles since start their Star Wars, but that's because they were both established indie names since, and Adam Driver is arguably the best actor on the planet right now. He Daisy Ridley, incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. He makes those films. Marriage Period. Story deserved the Oscar win for that film, um, but Daisy Ridley said she's having the roles dried up. Has John John Boyega's not really done anything since, or oh, he did a Pacific Rim Uprising movie. Uh, but otherwise, his career's gone pretty flat. Actually, he's in the new Small Axe TV series directed by Oscar winner Steve McQueen, so that's going to be really exciting. And Kelly Mintry Tran's got this. So they're not getting the roles that you would have hoped they would have after their Star Wars big break. Unfortunately. Ben, now it's time to get on with the reviews. I know you cannot wait to get your teeth stuck into this one. Uh, two Weeks to Live. Yeah. Ben and I are both dyslexic, so he said two weeks to live initially, but no, it's two weeks to live, and it is a Sky One TV show. Ben, what did you think of this? So, uh, I thought it was all right. This show stars Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones fame and Sean Clifford from Fleabag Flame. Actually, BAFTA winner Sean Clifford because uh, she won it this year. And Maisie Williams plays a woman who's on a secret mission to honour her father who died under mysterious circumstances when she was young. And ever since then, she's kind of lived in the woods with her mum, who's like that hunter-gatherer type of woman. Anyway, the world's ending in two weeks, and they've got to do all their revenge shit. Now, um, this is a very easy watch. It's a kind of thriller, comedy, action programme hybrid, and the episodes are only half an hour long, so... If you want a nice, easy watch, then it's here. It's not going to... What are we um, this, Ben? Is it a must-watch or is it a watch if you can? It's a, was, it? it's a watch if you can. I mean, it's not going to earn the prestige elite viewing cloud, crowd that uh, both of their other projects have attracted, but it's cheesy, but it's still fun. It's not a Game of Thrones or Fleabag, but Maisie Williams and Sean Clifford won't find them again. Sean Clifford's on a bit of a roll now at the moment. Fleabag, quiz this she's a great actress i hope fair play to her fair play to her now this is something what we're doing next this is something that we've kind of been doing over the last couple of podcasts <laughs> without necessarily meaning to now we've absolutely loved doing it and we fingers crossed hope you listening have enjoyed it too we're going to be introducing a segment called trailer talk where ben and i are going to be discussing well what trailers have dropped this week mm. and we have had some massive ones including james bond yeah no uh, time to die get to that Ben, explain all about our first trailer today, please. So, Netflix have got the Enola Holmes TV series, which is an adaption of a children's book, which is obviously based off the the huge Sherlock franchise. And we have Millie Bobby Brown playing Sherlock's younger teenage sister in this movie. It's landing on Netflix on the 23rd of September, and it looks like a barrel of laughs. It's by the same guy who directed all of Fleabag, and we have got the first camera breaking fourth world breaking role we've got henry cavill H helena bonham carter sam claffin all camping up their performances i think i'm gonna laugh my head off for it i'm utterly excited 
Elsewhere, uh, the new trailer has dropped for Raised by Wolves, uh, the HBO Max sci-fi series from Ridley Scott. Uh, it features new footage and premieres September the 3rd on the streaming service. But unfortunately, Ben, it has not got a UK date on network, which is, it is a bit frustrating because that does sound good. And the trailer, you know, it got a lot of good reports, didn't it? it, lo- it got a lot the trailer of hype. looked good. I, I'm looking forward to the show, not least because Ridley Scott's the guy who made Alien and Blade Runner. So watching him do sci-fi is always good. But yeah, HBO Max needs to be in the UK soon. Just saying. Get your act together, Warner Brothers. I want this streaming service. Awesome. Ben wants it. He wants it now. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have to wait six months or so later than the Americans for every streaming service. Uh, and we still don't have... What's the other one? Is it Tidal? Uh, um, Peacock. Yeah, that's the one. Great that's name. The one. But Peacock seemingly getting all the BBC, BBC shows six months late, so what goes around comes around. Why own... did, where have I got the name Tidal from? I don't know. Hulu. Are you thinking yeah, that's that it, one? That's it, Hulu. Hulu's Hulu. another big one over there. But Hulu has international problems, so we're never getting Hulu. Also, trailer number three to talk about. With Tom Wolfe's astronaut history book, The Right Stuff, that's getting a TV series attraction for National Geographic. But more importantly, people will watch it when it premieres on Disney Plus on October the 9th. I like the kind of historical space, what if genres. First Man did it really well on Amazon if you Apple TV, if you haven't seen that. So I'll be interested to compare the two shows, not least because Apple can get a quick ding-ding two-punch knockout on Disney. Not that I'm taking that against the right stuff, but it has a lot to beat to beat for all mankind. And do you want to talk about the big trailer? Yes, the big trailer, the moment that we have all been waiting for. Ben, did I watch this before you did? I feel like I did. I watched this when it came out at 11 this morning, so maybe... Did I text you before or after that? You text, it could have been before. You texted me after it. Oh, I'd seen it, it by me. your text. Yeah, but I texted you to tell you to check my Instagram, which is what I texted you on. Yeah, to be fair, you did. But, <laughs> um, it... but the new James Bond trailer for No Time to Die was released this morning and... Oh my God, Ben! You've written here. OMG, it it was phenomenal. It, it looks, looks so phenomenal. Good. I'm just we're buzzing for it. Both of us are really excited for it. Um, and the all it is literally an all star cast. Uh, the thrilling action sequences look great from the trailer, and just you know it's got general James Bond classic moments in it as well, all in the trailer, and it just gets me so excited. Is it possible to be this excited for a movie? Oh, it's Can I'm you tell not, I'm buzzing? Can you yeah, tell? you can't. I'm not a Marvel or Star Wars fan, so the only franchise that can get me like this is James Bond. I think that's a British thing. And Also, I'm, can I just say, can I just say, I love the theme tune that Billy Eilish did. Yeah, I like Billy Eilish. Although I do like, you know, um, Brits doing the theme tunes because mm. it, is, it is British. Keeping it Billie in the Eilish, family. You did, a, you did a great job and you're like 18 years old, so. Yeah, you're like our like, age, so. We're doing yeah. this. You're a global superstar. You're a global superstar. I mean, also, I have watched Spectre about three times in the last week because oh, it has. Wow. Well, it's been on ITV two practically every night. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. I haven't. Haven't seen. It's been on like four or five times in my house. We've got uh, an addiction. <laughs> Shall we talk about Hope Gap? 
Yes, let's talk about Hope Gap. So that is out in cinemas and on the Curzonheim Cinema app, which is a nice little indie place to watch your movies for like £11 rent, which this film's not worth it. Hope Gap is an intimate, intense, loving story written by the guy who wrote Gladiator. And it's about his parents and his mum, Grace, whose husband left her on their 29th year wedding anniversary, revealing that he had another mistress. And also, he didn't just leave her doing that. He then left after he told her and got his grown-up son to pick up the pieces. And then it, we discover Grace finding herself after the divorce. Now, that this, just sounds awkward, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. This movie stars Annette Bening, arguably the greatest actress working at the moment, other than Meryl Streep, Bill Nye, British national treasure, and Josh O'Connor, who you will know from playing Prince Charles in season three of The Crown, and he's going to be have some proper work to go through next season. And I just don't know how this film hasn't built up more buzz. I mean, it's not perfect. There are certain things that annoy me, and it's very slow. But Annette Benning is on fire. The script allowed her to be at her best, even if her English accent is not good. And it shows... Is it as bad as the guy in Mary Poppins? It's not Dick Van Dyke, whatever. It's literally, it's one or two words she gets wrong. But all you need is to get one or two words wrong, and it takes you out of the performance. But then again, I can see why everyone loves her. I can put it this way. Ben, neither of us could do an American accent for the whole movie, for a whole movie. Oh, yeah, we couldn't. We can do it. So, but fair play to you. It's not as bad as Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. And it's just a shame to see Annette Benning. She's great. She's one of our cinematic treasures. I think she will go down as one of the greatest actresses ever. And we need to. We're going to start campaigning next time she is a role worthy of it. Benning deserves an Oscar. Oscar voters, if you're listening, next chance you have, vote her for one. Because she's four nominations for no wins. She needs that Oscar. Meryl Streep has like film. 20. For this film, would you say? For Not this for this film. This film is purely watch if you can. But let's be honest, she should have won for American Beauty 20 years ago. On now to Binge of the Week. Now, Ben doesn't have a Binge of the Week this week because he's been launching his new website and then he took five, six days off and got really drunk and is still hungover. So Ben doesn't have a Binge of the Week. Ben, you could have just put Spectre as your Binge of the Week because you've watched that three times this week. Or I could have put House of Cards or The Sopranos, which I've also been watching. But, you know, so much has been said about those two TV shows that I didn't want to add on to the topic. And also, your show is just great, so... Let's yes, so my binge of the week, some of the episodes are on YouTube, but all of it pretty much is on all four. Uh, my binge of the week is The Undateables. It's just a really interesting and educational show. It's people with difficulties. For example, someone might be disabled, have Tourette's, for example, have autism. And it's just about how they go about the whole dating experience because it's really diff- different for them. It doesn't come naturally. It's quite challenging. Finding a date is hard. And, and some of the people with autism really, really struggle. Like even getting them to the date is quite stressful for them. So it's just, it's really, it's really interesting, really educational. You really feel sorry for them. And you really feel for both parties, if someone on the date with the with the problem, the quote-unquote undateable, 
is on the date. Obviously, you feel so sorry for them because you want it to work out for them. But then the person they're on a date with, you also feel sorry for them because the undateable might be being a bit weird and making the other person feel uncomfortable. But it's just, it's a great watch. It's Like I said, it really it's just interesting. It's educational and it's nice to watch. It's quite uplifting when it works as well. It's really really cute um and it's different to a load of other dating shows on tv right now so you know if you want something different to watch i'd definitely go check out the undateables on all mm. four ben you've watched it haven't you i'm not sure i've watched more than 15 minutes of it oh really yeah i kind of i don't know the adverts put me off a little bit okay it's because so i'm gonna compare it to something that i wasn't gonna talk about on the pod but i just watched just now rising phoenix which is all about paralympians and that's a really inspiring take on them. It focuses on their strength and never really discovers talks about their weaknesses because they have none. And that even uses the Avengers Endgame theme tune. Like it, it Netflix, is, Netflix also have something called Love on the Spectrum, which focuses on people. Yeah, but I don't. I feel with the Undateables, it's a little bit. Something never plays right for me. There's always a little bit... I feel lots of people watch it and mock them or this or that. I always feel uncomfortable watching it. I just wish I, it was more showing the beauty of uh, what it lots does, of... But it, no, the whole idea for me, what I get from it is it shows you the really hard stuff for them mm. and the idea is that you watch them grow and overcome it. It just depends if the people watching are mature or not actually to take it seriously All of these... and not that. All of these undateables are really beautiful human beings, though, anyway, and we cannot stress that enough. They're the nicest people. They're the nicest people. Everyone. And we love them. And they are all those people who the world is so much richer for having. They've got the kindest hearts. They've got the kindest hearts. Shall we Over from Channel 4 to Channel 5 now. Channel 5 have dropped a new drama, All Creatures Great and Small, which I really like the sound of. Mm. But if it's a drama, Ben, I assume it's not about bugs and insects. Actually, it's about farming. It's been Channel 5's uh, biggest dr- biggest release in five years. It's been a huge rating smash hit for them. And it follows the adventures of the friendly veterinary staff in 1930s and 40s Yorkshire. Now, if you're slightly older, you'll be thinking, this sounds familiar. It's a remake of the 1980s, 70s, 90s series, which was... According to my parents, I wasn't alive at the time. The oh, classic really? Tea Time series. It was like a huge show back then on a Saturday night. and it's, But this show takes it more from the autobiographical books by the real-life James Herriot. Um, so as I said, I wasn't around during the original series. So I don't have the fond memories of the, or the nostalgia when I was watching this show. But to be fair, I really liked it. It's so far... I've only seen one episode. It was good. It's pleasant enough. Uh, conti- it's a bit weak in places. Sometimes I wanted a bit more oomph to the show. Felt a bit slow. But in a world that's gone a bit weird and mad over the last year, it's just a nice bit of escapism. Uh, the acting's beautiful. The scenery's beautiful. I love watching animals. And it's the type of show that the climax, when you're hitting the free, yep, when you're hitting the ad break in, 45 minutes in, is um, a shit cow being born. So it's that type of drama. You know what? I love how Ben, I was showing Ben the time then on my phone, because obviously I'm timing. I was just letting Ben know that we're 22 minutes in and Ben just stops and goes, yeah, a thumbs up would have done, Ben. But you know what? It's fine. We move. We ignore. I forgive you. 
all creatures great and small is fantastic your parents gonna love it and you know what i think this will work for younger people who have no connection either and jacob so what are you giving this mate i think it's a must watch also i know you love animals more than anyone else so yep. you would love this. You've been getting up at 10 for about four weeks just to watch Animal Park. So I I'm have sure. indeed. You know, I was in one of the episodes, just right, saying, in the background. You've, you've mentioned See. this multiple times over the past weeks of the pod. Well, I'm just, just letting the listeners know. Also, this show has Oscar winner Rachel Shenton, who I was like, where do I recognise you from? And it's because she made that beautiful short film about the deaf girl that won the Oscars for it two years ago. So if you're wondering what's happened to her, like I actually did six months ago, she's done this and she's amazing. Now, Ben, we could not do the podcast this week without talking about this. Uh, We we lost a true legend this week uh, due to cancer. Now, Ben, I know you're a huge fan of him. I've only watched him in Black Panther. You've watched him in multiple, multiple films. So I'm going to let you lead this. Um, But I just thought I'd say uh, I'm sending love and support to all his uh, close family and all his uh, close friends. It must be really difficult. Mm, Yeah, so Chadwick Boseman did sadly pass away a few days ago from colon cancer. And he was a real superstar, both on screen and off screen. He's been inspiring to audiences, get on up, Black Panther, to Five Bloods. Um, Not just the fact that his role as Black Panther will be so influential what it's done for racism and healing divides is so great. But also the charity work he did over the past few years is amazing. And he's just been so inspiring. And here's something that really upsets me because I've had lots of people to have cancer in my family. And it's when people say, oh, they lost their battle with cancer. But Chadwick Boseman, hero, he put cancer in its place. He shot 10 films since his diagnosis. Like, how amazing is that? Those include... Incredible. The biggest and Black films. Panther, that, he had to move yeah. a lot for that role Those as well. Those include the just, biggest you know, films in 2016, down. 2018 and 2019. And he was the lead in Black Panther. Like, what he's done is so heroic, so great. Incredible, incredible. And, and we think it's really important. As, as Although this is really sad talking about this, and obviously we do want to, you know, really show our support... We don't. We want to remember him as the legend he was, like how incredible mm. he was, and how he didn't let cancer get in the way, and just showcase what an incredible soul he mm. was. I mean, even though he sadly passed away at forty-two, the world was so blessed to have him for forty-two. He years. did look good for forty-two as well, though. He looked very good for forty-two, <laughs> but that's beyond the point. But and I know when everyone dies, it's sad, but this kind of hit the nail on the head and you know it's a shame that we won't see him act again but we have about 10 of 12 great performances of his to look back on and i think a lot of them black panther in particular is timeless it's a great film Mm. Uh, so like i said our thoughts are with his friends and families but the show must go on we love you very very much chadwick boseman anyway our next film And I really did not plan this well, because our next film, Get Juked, is a kind of Edgar Wright horror comedy. And Jacob, you haven't read the plot synopsis for this yet. No. So do you want to read it out? It's the first bullet point. I just want to get your pure reaction as you're reading this out. A trio of teenage miscreants are... Miscreants. 
miscreants, are given one last chance to turn their lives around by completing the Duke of Edinburgh award trek across the Highlands. Highlands. Along for the ride is one... This is Amazon's... Okay, we need to give them credit. This is Amazon's plot synopsis. Okay, so along for the ride is one little overachiever who's doing this to pad out his uni CV. Uh, These four boys have nothing in common, but the ragtag quartet is dumped in the middle of nowhere with nothing but a map to work together and reach their campsite before dark. Um, This is where this film gets... Why does this sound brilliant? This is where this film gets really good. However, they are not as alone as they think, as soon they're being stalked by a bunch of wealthy aristocrats who intend to hunt and kill them for sport, and they have only have their wits to protect them. I mean, what I'm I love... I'm going to watch this tonight. I'm actually I'm just going to make a note on my phone and literally write, get ducked. Get juked. Get juked. And when I watched this movie, it's on Amazon, I loved it. It's so fun. I mean, I love how if you've done DV, which I did last year, you I understand didn't. how absurd the whole process is. But also, the movie has tons of brilliant laughs. One about they call it the Highlands because it has the best cocaine, and it's the kind of Edgar Wright Shaun of the Dead style movie. Um, it also does deal with some pretty big ideals. It talks about the difference in equality in the British class system and about how you have one boy who's like, why do I need school? I'm only going to end up packing fish. And another boy who's from the wealthier, more middle class family who's going, well, my family always say, if you try hard and work hard, you can get anywhere, even though he was always on track to get to uni. There's a great character called DJ Beetroot who's an aspiring <laughs> DJ, and halfway through he has the profound, meaningful moment where he realises, my DJ name's a bit crap really, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. This this just sounds so good. Honestly, this sounds ace, mate. <laughs> yeah, it... I Genuinely, I, I will watch this after this podcast, oh, not I, even joking. I might watch it as well for the second time. I loved it get duped it's just so funny and ridiculous and for a lot of people our age anyone doing dv or that's done dv they're gonna love this as well right yeah it's just it may bring back traumatic memories but it is ridiculous and great fun and a huge pile of love and it's not a perfect film but you know what it's a must watch yeah sounds like an absolute must watch Ben, you love The Witcher. There's some Witcher news coming out, right? Well, no, I actually didn't really like The Witcher, but I did, earlier today, watch the half-hour documentary Netflix have released about the making of it. And if you like The Witcher or you like how films and TV shows are made, then this is a short, easy watch. Uh, they They have all the big cast and crew in there. They talk a lot about the details of it and some of the more technical things. I mean, they give a whole five minutes to the great Witcher song, Toss a Coin to a Witcher. And it's one of a few good, really good TV documentaries we've had out recently. Obviously, there was the Visible Out on TV documentary that was out earlier this year. Also on iTunes, a few weeks ago, you could get the documentary about the Joker, which they were giving, which you could get for free. That was very good. Um, So, yeah. I would say watch that if you have half an hour spare. And before yeah, we say... Yeah, and that's on Netflix, right? And before we say our Netflix. new classic film watch, because we were slightly naughty, or I was like, we're changing it, is it time to rank the shows and films? It is time to rank the films uh, and TV seasons. Ben, 
Must watch. Watch if you can. Run away like the plague. I don't think we've had any runaways this week. We so haven't this is had any be... runaways. Number one. Like yeah. uh, No, let's do it in reverse order. The worst one. Well, the worst, worst one. one. Not even a bad worst one. Two weeks to live. Still great. Show. A good worst one. Good worst one. Best worst, worst one we've best had. One. Worst best one. Yeah, worst best one we've had since we've started ranking them. Right. No, best worst one. Sorry. We got that the wrong way around. Yes, the best worst one we've had. <laughs> No, we've... worst best. <laughs> We're confusing each other. Now. It's the best. best it's the best one. fourth worst place best we've one. had. It's the best fourth place we've had so far. There we go. Yep. <laughs> in third is Hope Gap. Oh my god, I've put these in. This is literally. In... It gets better as we go along the pod. <laughs> in second is All Creatures Great and Small, and just for the laughs that is Get Juked. Amazing film. <laughs> That's number one. Oh, what was that? What on earth was that? What just happened? I think you're having mic problems, which probably means it's time to sign off. Next week's classic film watch is almost famous because it's turning 20. Yes, and don't worry, the the films that we mentioned we were doing on the podcast last week, we will be coming back to. So if you watch Mm. that, don't worry about it. You know, we will come back to them ben as always it's been a pleasure make sure you tell your friends about this podcast and go check out the newly relaunched articulate film website see you next week Bye-bye. bye